0: The Holy Gospel according to John, the third chapter, verses 14 through 21. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning, John 3, 14 through 21, is found on page 1650 of your Pew Bible. John records, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness... So the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. has been done in the sight of God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Snakes. Why has it got to be snakes? You've heard that before. That's, that's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones uh, looks down into that pit and he goes, oh, Snakes. Ugh. And I have to share that with, with you. I'm not, a, I'm not a, a real fan of snakes. I, I don't run and cower from them, but I really don't want to hold one. Um, I've done that. And uh, yeah, just, I'd rather hold a puppy or a baby, you know. Uh, that's just me, maybe one of my own little quirks. But snakes, oh, it just, it, it, it has this kind of, this, this overlying feeling of evil, of danger, of mystery, you know, just kind of, don't go there. So we hear in our reading this morning about snakes, and and why did the snakes come? Well, the people were rebelling. The people were grumbling. The people had lacked, had a lack of faith. In fact, to the point where they they were saying manna, you know, God, I'm so tired of manna. Bread from heaven, miraculous, every morning, there it is. Manna, 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 right? So then he gave them quail, beautiful quail, oh, I'm tired of quail, they don't like that, in fact they start looking back to where they were, Egypt, man, Egypt, boy wasn't that great, I mean, here we are out in the wilderness, we're gonna die, Egypt, at least we had a job. They were grumbling, they were disobedient, and so God allowed for these serpents to come in and bite the people. It was a season of discontent. But you'll notice in that reading that they knew where to go. They went to Moses. They needed an intermediary. They said, oh, we need your help, help. Pray to God. Make these go away. Huh? When trouble hits, isn't that kind of our fleshly reaction? Oh, I'll do anything you say, just make it go away. And so Moses does pray, and God gives him an answer. You know, when I was sitting here, <clears throat> when, you look at, when you sit and you look at the cross, doesn't your head have to go up quite a bit? And you notice that? When you come up here and you look up at it, it requires a little bit of effort, not a lot, but you got to come up and you got to look up. Now hold on to that thought for a little bit. I mean, oh, a lot of effort there to look up. Okay. Part of me, again, like I said, I don't really like snakes, but I needed to know what it's like to get bit by a snake. And I didn't have enough time to go out and try it myself, so I went to Google and... uh, And I wrote in, you know, what does it feel like to be bit by a snake? And um, some fascinating things are found on the internet. I ran across a doctor, I mean a a real PhD doctor that got bitten and he refused uh, any kind of anti-venom, any kind of treatment because he wanted to record what it felt like. Obviously he didn't think he was going to die. Well, it didn't go so well for the doctor. And he described what the toxins did to his body. And I can't really um, share that in polite company, but let's just say um, it's not good. Uh, it, it, uh, there is a certain amount of blood thinning qualities to this particular toxin that the snake that bit him. And so, um, you know, our blood actually takes up space. And if it gets thin, it actually leaks out. I mean, cause we're pretty, we're porous. You know, and so when it gets that leaky, um, it starts coming out of places that normally you don't see blood coming out of. Okay, so I'll stop with that. So then I thought, well, you know, that's not a really complete uh, study of snakes and in, in wanting to do a, a proper job for you. Um, I, 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 well, I looked up what the asp was or the adler at the time of um, Moses. And they think um, that it was probably an Egyptian um, cobra. Uh, and I saw a picture of the Egyptian cobra, and it didn 't have the big hood like the other ones did, but it but it was it 's a nasty looking little bugger, one that i you know i don 't want to hold that either and and I went through and and, and and researched what it does now when the adler when this particular adler bites you, you feel the pain right away that uh, the toxin it it feels like a flame it feels like you're you 're on fire so let's just imagine a little bit we've got these rebellious people that don't want manna they've been walking around in the wilderness they've been grumbling they caused Moses to strike the rock twice even though he was told to speak to the rock these are some grumpy people and they're getting bit snake bit and it hurts and they're dying and uh, this toxin is so strong that it can kill you within 30 minutes. And what it does is it causes uh, disconnection between your, 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 your brain and functions that we take for granted, um, the, the involuntary muscles like your heart and your breathing, right? You know, try to make your heart stop. You can't do it, right? Or try not to breathe. Eventually, you're going to go like that. Well, this does it for you and it hurts, and it thins your blood. So they're bleeding, they're not breathing, they've got wicked headaches, and then they're following, falling down into cardiac arrest. Joy, huh? Talk about a sledgehammer sign. All they had to do was be obedient, but they didn't do that. So flash forward to what Moses does. He gets, a, he gets bronze, and he fashions a pole, and he fashions a serpent on it, and he tells the people that, Take a look at this, if you you look up at it, then you will be healed, so says the Lord. Now, Miss Jackie, I love you so much, and I thank you for keeping me on the straight and narrow, and I explained this the other night, and she wanted to make the point, and so you need to know this. Well, let me ask you this question. Did the serpent and the bronze have curative powers? No, right? So what made the difference was people being obedient and faithful, obedient to God. God says, look up, there's that effort, Oh, look up and believe and you shall be saved. And do you know that there were people that wouldn't look up after they'd been bit by the snake? They wouldn't look up. They're in pain. They're leaking stuff that isn't supposed to leak, and they won't look up. Crazy. And that's our sinful condition. You know what? We've all been snake-bitten. We've all been bitten. And sin is what bit us. In fact, that original sin in the garden, that bite... <laughs> That's when it all started. We are walking dead without the Savior. This book right here tells us, you're going to die. And you're going to die a horrible, painful death without the Lord. But it also says, I got the antidote. I got the antivant right here. His name's Jesus. In fact, the Heavenly Father sent him, he so loved the world, that he sent his only son, to be anti-venom, to those that were walking around snake-bit and dying. And all you had to do was believe him, believe in him, and that you wouldn't perish. And yet, you know what? There are people in this world that will not pause Even though the Bible says you're dead, they say, no, I'm not. Well, yeah, you are. You've been bitten by a snake. No, I haven't. Well, yes, you have. Sin has come, and it's causing you pain. You know that pain you feel? That pain that you put on yourself? You're getting bit all the time in your sins. But we have the antidote. All you got to do is come and look up. The Son of Man was raised on that cross for you and for me. All you got to do is look up. And they're like, yeah, no. That sounds like mental illness. You know what? It does. For those who wouldn't even take the time to look up. We are in a fallen world. And unlike the Israelites, the people that were in the desert with Moses, They knew they were snake-bitten. They knew they needed help, and they did come running. Some of them, yes, probably didn't look up, and, and they did perish. But they knew, and they could see tangibly, that they were dead and that they needed what God and only God could give to them. For whosoever should believe, you're the whosoever's. You've been given the antidote through his blood, through your baptism. You've, (coughs) excuse me, been given eternal life. Yeah, you've been bit. And we're all going to get bit more. But we're not doomed. In fact, it says further in there that he loved the world for who should ever should believe would have eternal life should not perish. And I wonder, I wonder out loud why, again, that the world throws that away, throws that free gift. Is it, do you think it's because it's free and it's not worth anything that's free? Have you ever had anything that was free that was you know, valuable? Do you think that could be it? Why? Why is the world blind? I mean, they've been bit. Is it that they don't realize they've been bit? Can you think back at a time maybe when you didn't realize you were bit, before you were a believer? I just went off on a rabbit trail, but I was just thinking about that. I mean, why? If it's so clear to you and to me that the answer is found in Christ, and Christ alone, no other name saves but his if if the answer and the antidote comes from our baptism and then later on today when we come and join hands in unity around the table christ's table his body his blood shed for us given for us that is the antidote that's the life that we're giving his body his blood in us we are being saved why doesn't the rest of the world get this I don't know it's 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 obviously it's sin and it's obviously pride it's obviously a season of discontent I mean here we have the Egyptians they had everything seemingly that they needed they were doing a lot more camping probably than they wanted to in the wilderness but they had food they had a God with them by day they had a God with them by night you know you and I do too I think maybe what it could be is is that um, like you and me and all of us here is that we need to be reminded that we have a God who is with us, that we serve a Lord that identifies with us, that Jesus came and was tempted and we've been reading about this, um, that he experienced everything that you and I ever could, pain, sorrow, loss, hunger. And maybe, maybe we just need to be reminded that He's not just this, this perfect, beautiful Savior, but he's, he's relatable. And maybe we need to remind each other that when these times come, and they come, that's a fallen world. Maybe we just need to be reminded to remember that the season doesn't always last. It's not always raining Unless you live in Seattle, I guess. But seasons change. The sun comes up. And these things don't last. And the end game is eternal life. Yes, we've been bitten. Yes, that was a deadly bite of sin. However, we have eternal life to look forward. Maybe that's what the key is. Maybe that's what we need to be about. Is is reminding each other and reminding others that there is hope. Found in no other place than looking up at that cross where a man named Jesus took it all for us. Maybe that's enough. In the name of Jesus. Amen.